Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Sunday, June 5th. June of 2022. What's going on? How are you? What's happening? My name is Quinn Furness, and we are coming to you live from a brand new space, a brand new recording studio, a whole new apartment. And it was a whale of a time just getting here. We're going to be getting into that today a little bit, although not too much, because I quite frankly don't wish to relieve, uh, relive some of the PTSD and anxiety and all that stuff. Uh, but we'll, we'll chat about it coming up here. My name is Quinn. I am the key grip. I am the key dolly grip. I saw that one in the Top Gun Maverick credits last night. Rachel and I went... I am the second line producer. I don't know what I don't know what line producing really is, but I am also that here on this fine show. I think this is episode 230, something like that. My name's Quinn. Hello to all of our friends in Pakistan, where we are the 112th ranked comedy podcast over there across the pond, and then another pond, and take a right and got one more pond, and that's Pakistan. Uh, hello Hyderabad, hello Karachi, hello Khyber Pass, what's happening? How are you? Yeah, we saw Top Gun Maverick 2 last night. I'm not even a Top Gun fan, really, um, although I, I appreciate it for its kind of quintessential 80s vibes. I mean, when you think of 80s movies, you think Tom Cruise, Top Gun, Kenny Loggins, come on, it you know, it, it checks off all the boxes. So it, we saw it last night. It was solid. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's a just a little bit over two hours long. Uh, Tom Cruise, of course, is back. Miles Teller plays uh, Goose's son, Rooster. A uh, little Val Kilmer cameo action. Uh, yeah, it was it was a good time. It was fun. Uh, I thought it was it, it was pretty like predictable. I thought in terms of how the movie played out, and it kind of feels similar to the original plot wise. And you know, it, it didn't. Uh, I didn't feel like they did an amazing job of like fleshing out the characters or their relationships with each other or their development, which is certainly not what the movie's about. But I felt like that was, that was, for me, kind of what, what could have taken the movie from good to great would have been uh, slightly more compelling characters and relationships between the two of them. But you couldn't really ask for more action-wise. Uh, and yeah, it was it was fun. I think it was, a, it was a fun one to see on the big screen. And hey, if you're a fan of the, the original Top Gun, you're definitely going to like this one. So we saw that last night. I had our... Uh, our jumbo popcorn and and diet coke it's a fun that's that's kind of our our thing and we 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 go to the movies every probably every other month on average um or just frankly anytime there's something out that we really want to see or in the winter when it's colder out there's not as many things going on like we saw the green knight in theaters back in i have no idea when that was maybe like january or something December. I'm not even, I can't even recall exactly when that came out. And that wasn't a movie that we were like, oh my God, got to see this. But it was an A24 film and it, you know, it was cold winter, not that much else going on. So we'll see that type of movie. Anyways, you're not here to listen to my expert movie reviews. Although I, I, we did talk a lot of movies year one, year two of the show. Um, Just because, especially when I lived in Baltimore, I would go to the movies a lot more. One, that was the era of movie pass for a while. And uh, two, 
you know, I just lived uh, within walking distance to this really cool art theater, the Charles Theater. Sounds very prim and proper. Uh, so I would go all the time, and I, you know, I, I definitely love that I did that. I saw a ton of movies, especially during Movie Pass. I think it was like ten dollars a month, so I, I would see like at least a movie a week on average. Uh, and there were there were some, you know, those couple of golden years where I was really into into the Oscars, and he had some movies out there like Lady Bird, Call Me by Your Name. Uh, I'm trying to remember what else was kind of in that era. Um, you know, but like like The Post. There were a lot of great like Oscar-nominated films that I even saw twice, sometimes even three times uh, in theaters just because I loved them that much. So I'm, I'm kind of in a different life stage right now. Movies are a little bit more expensive. Like I think the tickets to these two that we saw last night were 32 after taxes and everything. So that's just, I mean, yeah, that's... It's pretty expensive, so we don't go that frequently anymore. But uh, it's it's still fun, you know. It's it's a good time. Uh, yeah. So my my name is Quinn. Thank you for listening to my show. Hello to all the bean heads out there, and thanks for bearing with me. It's a later recording date uh, in the week this this time around. It honestly, you know, I I, I say this sometimes, and uh, you know, today it's especially or particularly true. It really feels like it's been a month since uh, we last checked in with you. Because so much, I mean, we basically had two weekends worth of stuff now and moving. Uh, so there's just been a lot going on. We're going to get into the moving story uh, shortly here. Although I don't want to, I don't, you know, I think one, to set some expectations, I want to keep this podcast a little bit shorter because it's, it's Sunday, it's midday, it's like noon. Uh, but I've also just kind of drained my social battery for today already. Um, I was out uh, the inaugural Chicago, they call it the Chicago 13.1 because there's already a Chicago half marathon. But this is Bank of America, so the same corporate sponsor as the, the marathon, so it feel, looks and feels kind of similar. But this one's kind of neat. They run it out on the west side. So I was out there this morning not running, uh, because I just wasn't really in the mood for running quite that far. I did eight yesterday, and I was like, this seems like a good length for me. But I was out there supporting, uh, supporting a friend of the podcast, Abby, who I think is going to be coming on the show <clears throat> in one of the one of our next couple episodes here. We actually live down the street from each other now. And I want to get Abby on to talk about Subway, because Abby's a big, I, I won't say Subway defender. I'm going to let her speak for herself on her thoughts, but she eats Subway a decent amount. So... Uh, and and I really want to dig into that. I think that's going to be interesting because it's fascinating to me. No judgment. It's just really interesting to me. We we've been doing some Instagram polls about about a variety of things, but one of the ones we did was Subway maybe about a month ago. So I want to dig into that a little bit. Anyway, she was running this morning. Had a killer time. She was trying to do like a she was trying to do a ten minute pace, which for a half marathon comes out to about two two ten two fifteen in that range. Um, and she ended up finishing 157. So hats off to Abby. It was a perfect, pretty close to perfect running day. It's sunny out right now here in Chicago, but this morning it was very cloudy, overcast, but no wind really. It wasn't that humid. It was maybe right just north of 60 degrees, uh, and there was even some sprinklage towards the end. Uh, so it was really an ideal day for running, just when you don't have to think about the climate and then when you even get a little cool down with the rain, that's really, that's the tops right there. In Chicago, you're always worried about the wind too, because it can be great. Sometimes it, it feels really nice if it's really warm. 
that wind can be really nice to cool you down, but other times it's just so oppressive that it really stops you in your tracks. So to not have to worry about that is really nice as well. Anyways, woke up at 5.30 this morning, apologies to Rachel, and took the train out there, uh, started in Garfield Park, went north up to Humboldt, back down through Garfield, down to Douglas, and then finished up in Garfield. So actually three separate times you were in Garfield Park, but it was it was fun. Uh, it's definitely a race I, I would do next year. Um, good energy, Galen Rupp was at the awards ceremony. Just He didn't say anything. He was just standing up there. And, uh, yeah, had a, had a good time. Got a couple free beer tickets. I myself did not partake, uh, although I was certainly tempted to. I was still nursing. I, I made some coffee this morning, put it in the thermos, went down there, uh, rode the red line at 6 a.m. like a champ, got out to the west side. So, yeah, it was, it was fun. Anyways, my, the point of that story is that, you know, a lot of chitting, a lot of chatting, a lot of small talk, which is great, but I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm not one of those per- people who can just talk and talk and talk for, you know, hours and, and just keep going. So I need to I need to chill out here. But I knew I had to get a little podcast going for you guys. There's so much to share. So much has happened. And I wish I could have done this on Friday, but I was in Zoom conferences all day. It was the worst. But yeah, last weekend was, was a lot of fun. Thanks to uh, brother of the podcast, Jack, uh, and, and then Nicole and some other friends for coming out from the Burbs to hang out. A great beer festival put on by Dovetail and Beguile. Uh, a lot of fun, live music, good beer, good vibes, great weather, beautiful weather. Got a little little tannage going on, T-A-N-N-A-G-E. And uh, actually did that, went home, and then... Went back out later that night with Rachel and some of her friends, and I got pretty toasted, not going to lie. I had just been kind of drinking all day and never drinking an insane amount of anything, but just pretty consistent throughout the day. And then obviously the killer was, you know, uh, uh, you know mixing uh, things. I mean, I had, I had wine, I had beer, I had, uh, uh, let's see, whiskey, Coke, I think. No, whiskey, diet, Pepsi. I think we were talking about that at the last show. Um, And then some more beer, some wine at Rachel's house. It was just, you know, something for everyone. So that was was a good time. Uh, And and we went home pretty shortly after that, I think. We might have gone to one bar or something. I don't really recall. Um, But some of the friends were out to like 4 a.m. I couldn't handle that. Woke up the next morning a little hungover. Rachel and I went to a patio on Sunday afternoon. We were just looking for like kill some time, hang out, have some fun. We got, it was a beautiful day. It was, you know, it was really hot last weekend, but, you know, we were like on the patio, so you're in the shade. Got some beers, some craft beer. Man, they were like not particularly cold, somewhat lukewarm. And I was already feeling a little hungover. And that's just not a good situation to be in. You're on a patio, it's a little toasty. All you want is a nice, cool, refreshing, crisp beer. And we had just like, not warm, but not cold beers. That was that was a little rough. Anyways, went to the Belmont Sheffield Music Fest after at night, and that was a that was a crazy party, man. A lot of people packed in there like sardines. And then I, the only reason I mentioned this, we went to a bar afterwards, and I wasn't the one who ordered, but but a friend had ordered a drink I've never heard of before, vodka water. Not not vodka soda, not vodka tonic, vodka water. So yeah, they just pour a little vodka into a 
a cup and then some tap water into the cup and some ice cubes, and that's a vodka water. Uh, it sounds about as not only boring but kind of gross as, or it tastes about as as boring and gross as it is as it sounds. Yeah, it's just kind of like drinking water that kind of tastes like vodka. And I don't really get it. I w- you know, there were some limes, I think, but they were the problem with the limes, they were just thrown in. So I couldn't, you know, you give them to me on the side or, you know, wedged onto the, the lip of the glass, I can I can squirt it in. I can squeeze it a little bit. But if it's just thrown in, it's just kinda like, you know, you're not really getting much out of it. So anyways, uh that was that was a Sunday night, and then of course Monday was Memorial Day, another hot day. Uh, but Monday I was because uh, I was moving out on Tuesday, so Monday is when I really went into because I didn't do a lot of packing on Saturday and Sunday, and I didn't want to overpack uh, or pack too early so that I um, was going to you know miss out on something that I really needed. And if you're if you're wondering what's going to be happening on the rest of the show, I think I'm just going to tell my moving story and then we're going to be out. Um, I, I didn't record a right on cue for today's show, although I'd love to get in uh, one for next time. And we'll we'll I'll use this opportunity to say hello to our sponsors. We did full ad reads last week, but I think you know them pretty well by now. Hello to our uh, or thank you to our friends at Home Pride Oregon. When you need your home inspected in Central Oregon, you're going to want to call someone who's safe, certified, and that you can trust. In the uh, Central Oregon area, that's my that's my dad. His name is Steve. You can call him at five four one four zero zero three one six, or you can visit homeprideoregon dot com. Um, and then uh, home pride, yeah, homeprideoregon dot com. Of course, you can also uh, check out our good friends at the Cuts by Q. Uh, you know, independently owned barber shop and salon. It'd be cool if we had a salon and a saloon. How about that? You don't see that many saloons out there. I I you know. I'm sure they exist. I was actually just looking at a map of Baltimore this morning or yesterday. I don't remember what I was looking at. Um, but I noticed that there was the uh, the Mount Vernon Saloon. Sta- saloon and Stable, which I think I think that place is closed now. Uh, it was both a saloon and a stable. But they, they had a good happy hour. It was like $3 tall, tall boys or something, 5 to 7. I would go there... Uh, Every once in a while after work. Um, what were we talking about? Uh, Cuts by Q. Oh, yeah, of course. Our good friends at Cuts by Q. If you need a new fresh do, something snappy and new, call the experts at Cuts by Q. Okay, uh, our final friends, the uh, Samson Q2U series. When you want crisp, clean audio quality, you got to call the experts or just go online. I don't even know if these guys have a phone number. The Cuts by Q, the, sorry, the Samson Q2U audio series, scatterbrained here. Uh, gosh, I, I might need another coffee or maybe a White Claw. I got the White Claw variety pack, Surge, which I guess just means an extra 1% of alcohol. Rachel had to teach me yesterday. I just grabbed it because it was the variety pack and that it looked fun. But apparently it's higher alcohol. I had two of those yesterday. The four flavors are Blood Orange, Cranberry, Natural Lime, better than Artificial Lime, and uh, a fourth flavor to be named later because I can't remember what it is. Um, Blackberry, I think. Blackberry, Cranberry, Blood Orange, and Natural Lime. Maybe this should be the Natural Beantown podcast. Uh, But that's our friends at Cuts by Q. uh, Sorry, not the 
God, I'm used to doing cuts by Q last, and I'm just kind of mentally zoning out right now. I, I apologize. Got to refocus. Got to get some ice water and refocus here. The Samson Q2U series. When God speaks, he uses the Samson. Okay, ready to go. So Monday, Monday was Memorial Day. And so that's a perfect, dedicated, intentional day for packing because what else are you going to do? I mean, there's stuff going on, but it's kind of just like, yeah, you know, people for the most part are just kind of like outside enjoying themselves at their own leisure, grilling, that sort of thing. It's not like that many specific events happening where it's like, oh, you really want to go out and do this or see that. So that was that's, that's Monday. I, I planned ahead and said, you know what, let's do the majority of our packing this day, which I did. Everything went great. Uh, and to sort of give you context and just help set the scene, I had Tuesday and Wednesday off of work, Tuesday being May 31st, Wednesday being June 1st. The way my, our leases were set up, my current, my former, which at the time was my current lease on Diversity Parkway, ended May 31st. I had asked my landlord, knowing that I was going to have this situation coming up, hey, can I stay till June 1st per chance? P-E-R-C-H-A-N-C-E. She said no. I was like, okay, well, that's well within your right. Speaking of rights, you don't have the right to show my apartment with less than 48 hours, but separate conversation. I didn't actually tell her that at the time. And let's just let's just use this opportunity on the first podcast of June to just bury that relationship and never dwell on it again. We might mention, but I don't want to dwell. I'm always down to mention. But rarely do I dwell. That was, for the most part, my time living in diversity. I don't think we're ever going to do like a full-on retrospect. We don't need to. But for the most part, it was pretty chill. Uh, but just some of the things, especially towards the end, it just it kind of went from like zero to crazy really fast. Um, the whole time I was there, if the weather was warm enough, I had an ant problem. Two things. One, they would come in from... Uh, outside the front door, basically. I still remember it was like the first or second week I had moved in there. I noticed the ant problem. So I not only sprayed uh, the crap out of my place and outside you know, perimeter of the building, I also bought these liquid ant baits. And I still remember I had placed one right by the front door inside. And I'd never used an ant bait before. I never had ant issues. So I, I put it in there. And just the amount of ants that that thing attracted, they were around it in like a like a giant powwow circle. They were going in, they were eating. It was just disgusting. And that's the thing, like you know that it's working if it's that popular. But man, it was really hard to just like because my my place was so small, and the couch where I spent the majority of my time was just like right by the front door. So you're just like always seeing stuff um, if bugs are coming in. And it was just, man, that was really tough to watch. Anyways, didn't really have ant problems during the winter at all, but they definitely came back this spring. So same thing, sprayed it down. I didn't need to put out any traps this time. Let the new people worry about that. I The other place where ants came in was behind the uh, the bathroom mirror. To, to basically explain what it's like, my you know bathroom regular like wall above the sink but instead of like a a mirror that you would like hang on the wall i think there was like a giant hole and the mirror was like put in there because there were ants coming out of there it's not like you have a medicine cabinet or something that's like built into the wall built you know and attached to the wall that's like the mirror basically was the wall 
And so there were various entry points that I actually, by the time I moved out, I probably had like three or four of the access points where I had tracked ants because I would like see them on the kitchen or the bathroom countertop. And so I would just like stand there sometimes for 10, 15 minutes observing like where are they going, um, you know, where are they going back into. So I kind of, from doing that over the months, I was able to determine where they were coming out of. And so I would actually like soak a piece of toilet paper or you know, tissue paper basically in like Clorox or bleach or, you know, straight up raid spray and then like plug the hole with that. And I had, there's multiple spots and I actually, I didn't forget. I intentionally left them in there when I left cause you can't really notice them. And I'm like, I think I'm a, I'm trying to be a good person here. Um, Honestly, just trying to save the new tenants from having ants crawling over their bathroom when you walk in in the middle of the night because that's not pleasant. So that ant, I mean, ants was one problem. Just other things with the apartment because it was right on the ground floor. Literally, the wall behind me where I sat in the living room was a big bay window. And if you had those blinds open, people walk past all the time to get from the back parking kind of spaces to their apartments so they can just see right into your apartment see your basically your whole place or the other window was in the bedroom which was in the back facing this parking lot and i, I don't think i ever opened those windows in my life because or those blinds in my life because it's like <clears throat> people come in and out of there all the time so that was a bummer uh, i was just talking to a friend of the podcast john paul pandowski about this i never really opened my windows in there uh because it's a lot of noise being around in diversity and then also just like people walking past. You can hear their full conversations. They can hear anything you're saying. So it's just kind of you know way too noisy to do that. Um, the heater in that place, the furnace was so loud. It would come on for like two minute increments and then be off for five, come back on for two. But man, you like I was constantly when you'd be watching TV or something, you like have it at a normal volume. The heater, the furnace comes on, you turn the volume up by like threefold. Then the heater goes off, furnace goes off, and all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, this is so loud, the volume of the TV. So you bring it back down, and it's just a vicious cycle from you know November until April, basically. That was a total bummer. And just, you know, because because of the blind thing to revisit that, it was so dark in that apartment all the time. That's probably the biggest improvement, honestly, all things considered, is just so much natural light. I got windows facing north here. I got windows facing south. Uh, it's just, it's really nice to have windows that you can see out of and can open and not be overwhelmed by noise or have people looking into your apartment. Um, so again, I said, <clears throat> oh, and then just the, the relationship with my landlord. She was uh, like a late 80, like very old, late 80s Greek lady who could talk and talk and talk, very unique character. Um, she was kind to me. I didn't have any, like, personal issues with her. But, you know, we talked a little bit already on the show about, like, when she started showing the apartment, people would come in at all hours. People came in while I was showering one time. That sucked. The maintenance guy was very nice, but, like, really could have worked on his communication skills. One time, this was pretty early on living there last year, they shut off the hot water without any notice, and I came back from a run, and I was I was going out with some friends that night, 
and I needed a shower and it was, I, I mean, I could have taken a cold shower. I opted to just wait it out. You know, cold showers aren't the best. So the shower in there was moldy when I got there. So I can never completely like demold it. They really just needed a new setup. Basically the water got warm, but never super hot, which is such a first world problem, but I hated that. And, uh, oh, the smoke smell. I mean, it, it, I did, I did a hell of a job with it, but, um, just never fully quite got it out. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if we talked about this on the show ever, but the guys who were living in my apartment before me then moved upstairs. Uh, I figured that out through some like mail and packaging and that sort of thing. Um, so I, I think that's all. I really need to say, but it was just, um, yeah, not great. A lot of other things that don't bear repeating. Anyways, let's, let's tell this story so I can finish up here and take a shower, eat a banana, drink some surge white claw. Excuse me. They should call it splurge and they should make them twice as wide. That's, you got to have two hands to hold it. That's what I would be all about. Get me on that marketing team. Okay. So it's, so it's, it's, it's uh, to finish setting the scene here. I had to be out of my apartment by the 31st. The new lease starts June 1st. I had asked the new people, who's a big property management company, like, hey, just, you know, uh, you know, courtesy, like, do you think there's a chance to get in on the 31st? They were, I had asked them, like, when we signed the lease, they're like, maybe we won't know till late May. I'm like, okay, that's uh, your call, whatever. Um, and so I had just, like, continued to ask, you know, do you know, do you know? And eventually we got to Tuesday, May 31st. And I was continuing because I hadn't received, we hadn't received any move in information, no, you know, access instructions, nothing. And I'm just like, God, I hope that you guys didn't forget about me. So I'm kind of like badgering them with emails because I haven't heard anything. Like we had never signed a lease in the first place. And so that's, that's part of the stress. Um, but, you know, couldn't get in technically till Wednesday is the start of our lease. But we had been told, eventually got told, I don't remember, this was a couple of days before, like, yeah, it's looking like you'll be able to get on the 31st. So you should be in good shape. And I was like, oh, cool. Because I had booked the movers telling them, like, hey, I'm going to need overnight storage from Tuesday to Wednesday. But at the end of the day, it's like, hey, if I don't have to pay that extra fee, I'm sure you guys would be happy to, you know, not store my shit. Uh Oh, I didn't. I never even mentioned. Here comes our FCC fines. Listener discretion is advised on the Beantown Podcast. Number one, occasionally some language. Retroactively, number two, this podcast objectively terrible. If you couldn't figure that out 27 minutes in, if this is your first episode, not a great one to start off with. Mostly just storytelling, not a lot of humor. Go find our horse names or American Girl Power Rankings or, you know hot dog eating contests or something, bratwurst eating contests. There's a hot dog fest out in Chicago today and yesterday. There was a hot dog eating contest yesterday. Would have been fun to go to, but it's a really far, it's like eight miles west of here. So that wasn't going to happen. Okay. So I think that's pretty much the scene. Oh, and I had booked movers, um, not like the biggest name movers, but you know, people who have like a great Facebook page, good reviews, all that stuff, friendly faces, family-owned company. So I booked them, like, I don't know, late April. So plenty of time to spare. They they were good at communicating. Their owner, Jay, five stars, gets my endorsement. Very communicative over email, all that stuff. 
So in advance of this, he's like, yeah, we got you set up for a move Tuesday afternoon, overnight storage. We'll unload it Wednesday morning. Like, fantastic. Okay, so the scene has been thoroughly set. So it's Tuesday. I wake up. uh, Pretty much all my stuff's packed up. I just got the couch because I had to sleep somewhere. And uh, go for a run Tuesday morning, nice and easy. Get back, shower, and, you know, get some lunch from McDonald's. It's like 12, 1. Uh, At this point, you know, off from work, all I'm really doing is kind of just like being on my laptop and uh, waiting waiting for the magic to happen. So it gets to be about, I don't know, 2, 2.30. And I still haven't received anything from the new place about moving in. I had been, so I, I'm emailing them, being like, hey, lease starts in, you know, 10 hours, whatever. Like, just an, if you could give me an update, like, one, what are, what are, where am I, like, do I have to go somewhere to pick up keys? Like, when I moved into my Rogers Park apartment, I had to go, go someplace on Damon, not close to my current, not close to where that apartment was to get keys. I'm like, I got to plan this out. Like, do I need keys? I need to go get them. Like, what's the situation? They're like, it'll be in a lockbox, but we don't have the access code for you yet. And yeah, you should be able, like, things are looking good. You, sh- you, I think we think you'll be able to get in today, but we'll let you know. And I was like, okay, well. So at that point, I'm feeling like better about it because I'm like, hey, my movers are going to be able to just bring my stuff right to the apartment, and it'll be a simple move. So I'd been told by the moving company, I think morning of, 3 to 5, somewhere in that window. So I'm like, okay, this is a little bit later than I would have liked, but really not a big deal, honestly, because what was going to happen if I was to use the overnight storage option was that once they move all that stuff out, then I'm I'm homeless until I get this new access code, which could be that day. It could be Wednesday the 1st. And uh, Rachel ended up being out in the suburbs and not being in Chicago. So it was like, I was thinking like, oh, I guess I'll just like post up at a Starbucks or something, like Mariano's bar, something. You know, I'm, it's not a big deal. But I'm just thinking like, okay, what am I going to do? So it gets to three. It gets to four. And at that point, I get a phone call from the head, head of the mover company, Jay. Again, nice guy. And five-star endorsement. I want to just preempt everything that's about to happen by saying full recommendation to this moving company. They were going through hell as much as I was. Um, to just get, let you basically let you know as we get into this story what the main problem was here on this day. The moving company I chose is a it's a, you know it's a smaller operation but totally a legit operation. They don't own their own, tr- own trucks. They use U-Haul. Okay, it's just part of their business model. That was that was the problem. That was the whole problem with all of this. And I I, I I could I could go into the exact play-by-play detail on all of this stuff. Frankly, it I, I'm not I just not going to because it's a very it could be a two-hour then this happened then that happened sort of thing. That's not that interesting. And and to be honest, I really don't want to relive it which I mentioned at the outset here. So let me just give you like the, the bare outline of what went on. Essentially, I got a call from the movers saying we're, we're, we're delayed. They had a truck earlier in the day. They had to give it back to U-Haul. They were told by U-Haul they could pick up another truck from a different location, yada, yada, yada. 
basically what happened throughout this entire day was I would call or get a call from the owner of the company, Jay, who's doing a move of his own, a five-bedroom out in Aurora. So he was physically trying to move people, also communicating with me, which I really appreciate him for. My movers were, were, you know, originally three guys ended up being one guy, and then he pulled another guy. So there, there were two guys when they finally did get to my apartment. Um, but I was communicating a little bit with him, Gabe, who was also fantastic, five-star man. It's like 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, something like that. Still no word from uh, the property company. This is after 5 o'clock now, mind you. I had even spoken with our new property manager on the phone at like 4 o'clock because I was just like, hey, I, you know, it was, it, was at, it was like 4.15. I was like, I know, you know, end of the business day, 45 minutes here. Like, I just want to make sure that you didn't forget about me. Because at this point, I'm still thinking like, hey, my movers come. We can get to the place real quick. It's an easy, it's a pretty quick move. So I'm thinking like, hey, it would be, I, I know you said I'd be able to get in today, you know, as of this morning. Like, just checking in. Wanted to make sure like you didn't forget about me. And uh, he's like, oh, no, they're still working. And I was like, okay, I wonder what they're doing. But oh, well, oh, well. So it gets to be like 6, six o'clock, let's say. And granted, I, I have at this point, and this was premature, but I it's what happened. I had like packed up my my internet router, my modem, all that stuff's packed away. I'm literally my what's my what's in my apartment is my all my boxes, my phone, my wallet, and the couch. So I still do have a place to sit, which is good. It's like six o'clock. At this point, I'm feeling a little stressed. But I got a call from the mover saying like, hey, U-Haul's sending us up to uh, to Skokie to get the truck up there. I'm like, I was, you know, I was just ready to be out, like ready to go. You know, I've been waiting here for like three hours at this point, just pretty much, you know, all packed up, pretty much ready. Like, I don't know, can't use my laptop anymore because I, I packed up the router and stuff. Because, you know, I'm under the impression I'm literally, like, looking out the back. I'd given them directions for, like, best place to access my apartment, through the alley, back slab, that sort of thing. So I'm thinking, like, okay, like, they could be here in 30 seconds. So you get a call. They're up in Skokie. They're like, yeah, we've been, you know, this is, like, 6.37 at this point. They're like, yeah, we've been on hold with U-Haul uh, trying to get code. Because it's, like, after hours pickup. So there's some, you know, they pro- they must have like a fleet of trucks up there and then a drop box. It's like you get the code, you can grab a key, you can take a truck, you go. So I go, okay, thanks for letting me know. Like just, you know, when you have an ETA, like text me, call me, whatever. Telling this to the guy physically driving the truck. 7 o'clock, 7.30. I think around 8-ish, I would have to go back and look at the time. It's not that important. Is when I got an email from the property manager with the lockbox code, location lockbox. I'm like, okay, thank God we can at least do that. But now I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm talking to the moving, the head of the moving company, Jay, on the phone. Like, and he's like, yeah, these guys, these guys have had a super long day already. Like, we're, we're going to get you taken care of, which I was very skeptical about. But... You know, I think we just got to stick or he he never told me this, but he was like, yeah, they've had a really long day. So like doing a full move tonight would just be would be tough. So I was like, all right, you know what? Take my 150. Let's just do the overnight storage. It's fine because I was tired, too. I'd gone for a run that morning. 
I had McDonald's at like noon and spoiler alert, that's, that's all I ended up eating that day. So, cause it's like, when else are you, you going to eat? You can't like leave your apartment cause I think they're going to be here in like 20 minutes. So it's like eight o'clock. At this point, I'm feeling a little bit better because at least I know, like, anytime I want, I can get into the new place, which was a big stress, honestly. It, it maybe not, maybe doesn't seem that bad now in retrospect, but it was very stressful. In fact, I had, a, I had emailed the property guys at, like, 7 p.m. or something being like, hey, like, our lease starts in, like, five hours. Any updates on the keys? You know, it's after hours. I'm thinking, like, they just forgot about me. And they emailed back eventually before, I, you know, they let me know the, you know, key location being, like, actually, your lease starts at noon. That's all they said in the email, which was really helpful uh, to, to someone having an anxiety attack, uh, you know. So because the other thing, not to – I'm trying not to go crazy in the weeds here, but it's, it's worth bearing because it all just adds into my, my anxiety attack I had for like 12 straight hours was I had asked the uh, – I told the movers like, yeah, pick up you know Tuesday afternoon, move in Wednesday morning. And all of a sudden it's like, hey, if these new property people want to really be a total bitch, they can like not send me the access stuff until noon on Wednesday all of a sudden, which I didn't know about before they let me know. And then I would have, like, what if the movers, like, are here at the new place at 9 a.m. on Wednesday morning and all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, we can't actually get in. So that was another wrinkle. That was something where I had to, like, before I got the access stuff, access code, lockbox information, whatever, I had this moment of panic among a million moments of panic on Tuesday where I had to, like, contact the head of the moving company, Jay, and be like, hey, just a heads up, I just learned this, like, is it possible that we could unload starting at noon? But I had also told them, like, hey, it would be great if we could get in, if we could just do this one move on Tuesday and not have to worry about overnight storage. So I felt bad because I was getting conflicting information then having to relay that. I made more phone calls on Tuesday than maybe ever in my life combined up to this point, which is an exaggeration, but it's probably, like, I don't know, 30 or 40 phone calls in going outgoing on Tuesday alone. It was terrible. At this point, I'm still, you know, talking to, it's like 8, 8.30. So I'm talking to the guy actually moving the truck. He's like, yeah, still waiting for the access code. I'm getting, I'm starting to go into full-blown just lose it mode here. I texted friends of the podcast, Haley Benson, who has a car, John Paul Pandowski has a car. Not that they could really do anything about, um, you know, like a couch or anything. And this, so this was actually maybe more like 7.30. This was before I had the uh, access information for the new place. So I'm I'm thinking at that point, like, shit, my lease about to run out. I don't know if people are going to, and I had told my landlord, like, I'll be here, I'll be out of here Tuesday afternoon. I told her on Monday because I was going to be out of here. And I told the maintenance guy Tuesday afternoon. And so all of a sudden at that point I'm thinking like I don't have a place to go because I don't have the access instructions yet for this new place and I'm about to run out of time on this old place and like I, what am I going to do with all this stuff? I was I was literally at that point trying to cobble together a couple people with cars so that I could like run boxes over to Rachel's who doesn't have a ton of space in her apartment with a couple of roommates. But I'm thinking like I don't know where else to go. I don't have I don't have elsewhere to put this. My other thing I was thinking was like, 
maybe I should try to get a U-Haul and then haul a bunch of stuff to Rachel's parents' house, like in their garage. There were just a million different things going on. None of them were good options. Um, and the crazy – to just sidebar this ever so briefly, the crazy thing with the U-Haul, one, I was nervous I wasn't actually going to be able to get a U-Haul even if it showed they had them online because if my guys who are professional movers are getting sent to all these different locations to pick up a truck and they can't even get it yet, then like I don't think some rando like me is going to be able to get one. The other – here's the crazy thing. It, you know, 31st and the 1st, like busiest moving time of the year, the only UALs they had available that you could immediately get were either at either like 12 or 12.30 a.m. Tuesday night into Wednesday morning at this place that's, you know, kind of down by like Goose Island almost. And you could have them for six hours before you had to be, bring them back because presumably, peop, you know, people were going to pick them up at 7 a.m. to start moving on June 1st. And I was like, so theoretically, if my movers don't come and my lease ends and I don't have access to this new place, or even if I do, I guess I'm getting a U-Haul to, like, pack my dresser, my bookshelf, the couch, coffee table, all that stuff in there, and either, like, bring it down to Rachel's parents' house or – and then who knows, like, when I could get it from there into the new place or – the other thing is, like, I could bring it to the new place if I have access instructions, but Rachel can't help me, like, get the couch up the stairs, for example. Uh, and so I've and, – and hats off to him because he said begrudgingly that he, he would be able to help with it. Not even begrudgingly. He was willing. John Paul Pandowski, I'm texting, like, hey, the nuclear option here is that I try to get this truck, which who knows if I would have even been able to, from this random-ass place at midnight on a Tuesday night, on a work night, and, like – What's the chances you could help me, like, make a run from Lincoln Park to Lakeview and, like, get these heavy items up the stairs? And then I would have to, like, do everything that I could do and then get this truck back, refuel it, and get it back to its spot at 6 a.m. And it's just, like, it sounds crazy in retrospect, but that, for a time, that was my best option. So back to back to reality here. These are all the things that are happening going through my head. I actually did make a truck reservation for the U-Haul. Who knows if it was actually there? I have no idea. So the next kind of development in the moving story is they call me and they're like, and we had had many conversations about other things. The guy, Jay, the head of the company, was like, let me call one of my guys. He's an authorized U-Haul dealer. Let me see if he has anything. I don't think he ended up having anything. So Gabe had been driving a truck all day, or I think he had loaded earlier that day. I don't know. It was a huge, like the biggest U-Haul truck size they have. It was loaded with a ton of furniture. I don't think it was like put together Tetris-wise or like super efficiently because they had all that space. And so Gabe was like, you know what? Let me try to rearrange all this stuff. But I have no, I'm not sure if, if you know, there's going to be enough space for your, your stuff. I have no idea. And I'm thinking at this point, like, you know what? If you think you can do it and, and all my stuff's not going to fit, I will start throwing stuff in the dumpster. We'll throw stuff overboard, like losing, like, the couch, for example, which would be a bummer because we'd have to get another couch. But, like, that's worth it to me if we can just get out of here. So the so he was like, okay, well, let me see what I can do. do. 
but it didn't he the way he was talking he made it sound not promising at all and i was just like this isn't gonna happen it's not gonna work so the only other sidebar conversation worth mentioning here was also crazy i had been i had been texting my landlord calling my landlord since like five just to try to get a beat for like are people coming in tomorrow did someone even sign the lease like what's happening here I finally get in touch with her at like 9 p.m., which is when I was in the middle of full freakout mode. And my lease is ending in like three hours. And she's in Florida living it up, per her words. Again, it's like a late 80s Greek woman, immigrant. And I was like, hey, I really hate to like bug you with this and ask you this, but I'm wondering like I gave her my situation. I was like, what? So, you know, is someone coming in? One, is someone coming in at like, is is someone going to knock on the door at midnight and like ask me why I'm still here? Is someone coming in tomorrow morning? Like, did someone sign the lease? And it's like, yeah, I don't really know what's going on. So call the apartment source, which is a company here in Chicago that isn't, it's not a property management company. It's a company that like people will post their apartments on. And like, that's the people I use to actually see the diversity apartment and sign it eventually, whatever. So she gives me their number, and I'm like, wait, Kate, isn't this, this is like their business number? It's 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night. Like, what? <laughs> That's not going to really do me any good, is it? And she's like, well, I don't know what else. And I was like, okay. So call them, as you might expect, 8 o'clock on a Tuesday. It's uh, voicemail, like, obviously. Get back in touch with Kate. She's like, well, call my son, Michael. Great Greek name. And, uh, well, you have to, you have to, uh, text him first and ask him to call you because he won't, he won't respond to calls, which was interesting. So I text Michael, I let him lay out the whole situation. He eventually calls me back and I'm like, do you know if someone's coming in tomorrow? And he's like, I'm not sure. I was just like, oh, okay. You know, I don't, I like what, (laughs) What's with, like, the key coordination? You know, I at the end of the day, I didn't give my key to anyone. I just left it in the apartment when I left. I don't know when, if the new people got a key, you know, who they got it from. This whole thing was just so, like, no one seemed to know except the apartment source, I guess, who were obviously not open. So I had some really just bizarre, wild conversations with my 88-year-old Greek landlord and her son who owns a, uh, a Philly cheesesteak restaurant here in Chicago, Philly's best. So it's maybe nine, nine thirty at this point. And I, 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 here's the other thing at this point, I'm like, you know, I, I was pretty sure I wasn't being like scammed or anything by these movers. I think they were just having a really bad day with U-Haul. But at the end of the day, I was like, at a certain point, you guys are probably going to say, because this is what happened to me when I moved to Baltimore, my movers were doing a different job and they just kind of like ran out of time and then went to bed basically and said, we'll come in the morning, yada, yada, yada. That's a separate story. So that I'm thinking this is going to happen with these guys. It's going to get so late that they're just going to be like this. Yeah, we, we obviously can't do this today. And I'm thinking if that happens, then like what? That's when I call up the, you know, brigade of people with cards, I guess, and like try to get me to at least funnel some stuff to Rachel's. I don't know. I don't know what I would do with the count. So it's, man, just the worst possible day. 
all's well that ends well. Basically, at like 9.45, 10, I finally get the call. Hey, we were able to rearrange the stuff. We got limited space back here, but we're coming. We're coming in hot. When, when that truck showed up, I don't know if I've ever felt happier in my life. Because I had been in like anxiety attack. I was already anxious. Like I had really, I had a really hard time sleeping on like Monday night on the couch going into Tuesday. Because I was just like nervous about the day. And so I was just like triple that, you know, anxiety level. It was the worst. They got here. They loaded up. Nice guys. I, you know, I had the access code by that stuff. And I was like, you know, let's meet at 1030, whatever in the morning. So I went to Rachel's. Thank you, Rachel, for housing me while I was homeless. Although I could have slept, I could have slept in this new place just on the hardwood floor. I guess it's not that exciting. It's not good for your back. So I slept at Rachel's. Woke up early. She had to go to work. I had Wednesday off again. Came up here, checked out the new place, scoped it out. Went and got some bagels, one bagel, coffee, and new guys came in. They moved stuff in. Tipped them generously. I never tipped someone fifty dollars before, but that's what Gabe got. And uh, again, all's well that ends well. Spent spent you know two hours on the phone with Xfinity, but you know what? Here's the best part of this whole story. The last two, it's not the best part. It's a part of the whole story. The last two Chicago apartments I moved into, I had been told previously, yeah, Xfinity is is what you want to use. So when I got into those apartments, both in Rogers Park and then on Diversity Parkway. Plugged in the router, set up for RCN. And so both times I had to wait like a week for the Comcast person to come out, switch the the cables, all that fun stuff. This time, I'm actually, we're using a, a Xfinity like modem right now because the apartment has a free partnership. So I'm not paying anything for internet now, which is clutch. But I plug in the modem, you know, they're like, do the self-install on the app. The app's telling me like, sorry, we ran into an issue, call this number. Shout out to Melissa uh, at, at Xfinity. Xfinity gets the worst customer service rap, and I'm not going to say whether it's earned or unearned, but Melissa, you were you were clutch. I spoke with her for like half an hour, and then she she didn't have the ac- she knew exactly what the issue was, but she didn't have the access pro- access to solve the issue. So one of her buddies or supervisors or someone called me back. She was really fun. She was like singing songs on the phone while we were like waiting. She's like, come on, baby, work, work, get on out. She's just, you know, a very fun person. And we, we got it. We got it figured out. And they were able to cancel my old service, which was clutch because I thought that was going to be like a whole separate other process. So we got the Internet going. There's, there's a lot of things we still got to do. I'm not even fully unpacked here and probably won't be for a while knowing me. Hey, I went my entire... It's been fun. I unpacked, for the most part, one box that I never even unpacked from Diversity. The whole year I lived there, I never unpacked it. I got the tire blanket out of there, and I have my Duncan Keith floss holder from out of there from a Blackhawks game Rachel and I went to, and my Mother Mary statue featured prominently next to the TV currently, right where she belongs. Those babies had been in the box for a year. They hadn't seen the light of day since Rogers Park, and they are out and about now. So still got some unpacking to do. There's a lot of things to figure out. Uh, I've, I haven't had a roommate since I was in grad school. So just like learning how to live with a person, relearning that is going to be a little bit of an adventure. But that, guys, that was my moving story. 
I know I said it was not going to get into the weeds, give you shorter de- or give you a shorter show today. But once I got going, I couldn't stop. That wasn't even the whole thing. There are other things that happened, small things, not entertaining things, but similarly stressful things that happened. It was it was a nightmare. Um, and I was I was telling this to my my friend Jake this morning. We were out, um, you know, at, at the race. I think the worst part about all this for me, and there were really bad parts, but it's like I wouldn't necessarily have done anything differently i mean it, it it's not like oh god yeah i fucked that up like boy that was a bad choice it wasn't the moving company it wasn't my strategy of like overnight storage it was i think i played the cards that i was dealt the only other thing that i could do would be to like sign a lease for a month overlap but this lease right now is already overlapping with Rachel's for two months, so I'm paying the full lease for these two months for this place, which is you know eight hundred dollars more a month than my previous place. So I think that's the toughest thing is like it's not it's not like okay yeah well I learned my lesson like we're not going to do it at this time it's like no I I really wouldn't have changed anything I think I I think I did the best thing I could have done and it's just that you still went through that hell. So it's over. It's, uh, I mean, I feel like I need a, another white cloth surge just after telling that story again. But I'm really excited. I hope that, like, friends and family, and this is selfish of me, but that want to hear the full moving story because I haven't really talked to anyone in the last couple of days and I missed family chat this morning. My apologies. Um, I hope that they just listen to the show so that I don't have to tell it again. And that's just me tired of talking. But you're probably tired of listening, guys. 54 minutes. Thanks so much for uh, tuning in. It's always an inter- it's always a fun, moving story here in the Beantown Podcast. This is, let's see, our first, second, third moving story we've had. Uh, and I guess thir- three, three and a half, because we had our farewell to Farwell in season one, which is was the f- place I lived in, uh, Rogers Park, when I was in grad school. And that was like the last weekend before my roommates moved out of that place which was a year after i moved out anyways i want to thank everyone for listening next week is going to be something fun something light something shorter and we definitely want to get uh hashtag friend of the podcast abby witzak on she's never been on the show this is year five uh from college we definitely we definitely got to get her on depaul super fan she's going to bring good energy good insight good dry humor it's going to be fun uh, we'll be talking Subway. So that's coming up uh, later on this summer for sure. We'll have another uh, right on cue segment, all that stuff. But it's just, uh, man, it's uh, it's wild. It Last week felt like a month. Uh, it's a Sunday afternoon. I am going to uh, shower up and I'm going to go enjoy myself. I'm going to do something, get out of the apartment, even though I should be here and unpacking. It's okay. I just uh, I want to go do something fun. Thanks, everyone, for listening. One final time, uh, let's cue up our outro music here. My name is Quinn David Furness, and thanks for tuning into my show. Everyone, stay safe, stay sane. Go see Top Gun Maverick if you want, and I'll check in on you next time. Bye.